coming soon to own on video and DVD. right it's disflix and tidbits the disney podcast about disney movies from the past present and coming soon and all the little extras in between i'm your one and only host cassie and the curse of the blue genie and today is february 11th 2019 episode 11 kingdom hearts trinity happy galentine's day to all my lady friends out there you are all beautiful talented brilliant powerful muskoxes And happy Valentine's Day to those who love chocolate, and happy discounted chocolate day for those who really, really love chocolate. It is episode 11, and we're just scooting right along. So how are you, the listeners, liking the podcast so far? Please give me any kind of feedback of what I should do more of, what I should do less of. I would really like to know. So I have a long podcast for you today. I invited some guests on to talk about Kingdom Hearts 3 and what we will and what we all think about it to maybe get some of you to consider buying it or if you own it just to entertain you on our thoughts about it. There are some spoilers for the beginning of the game in the discussion as a heads up if you plan on buying it anytime soon. Uh But before I get to the news and the discussion, I want to give a shout out to those who responded to the hashtag Disflix questions of last week's topic, underrated Disney movies. Some of you agreed with my top five underrated movies, and some of you had some very interesting ones to to contribute. Uh, Disney World Photos at Attraction Pick said Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, This is me at again underscore Jeff said The Rocketeer and the Flight of the Navigator. Uh, He had, I I really want to watch both of these. Well, I've watched The Rocketeer, who hasn't watched Rocketeer, but I'm really interested in The Flight of the Navigator. (laughs) Let's get down to Disney at DTB Disney. Couple podcasts. Stephanie said Geek Charming, which is a Disney Channel uh, original movie. And Kevin said The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. JC at JustJilly77 said Robin Hood. Uh, Mario at underscore Mario Michael said Hercules, Treasure Planet, and Atlantis. I love those. Those are really, really good. Uh, Schwartz in his Hupmobile at Stefan P117. By far, Atlantis is the most underrated, underappreciated Disney masterpiece. The subject material is too intelligent for the average popcorn muncher, so it did not do well in the theaters. <laughs> That's a quote from him, and uh, yeah, uh, I didn't get to watch it in the theaters, but I I did watch it later because I was too young to go to the theaters by myself, but yeah, I do agree with you there. Gabriel the Builder at Gabriel V. Easy, I think, uh, I think that's his Twitter name, uh, said, Great Mouse Detective. Uh, Malena and stuff like that at Bella Rose 452. Hi, Kristen. Beat Pete's Dragon, the original, but she hates Hunchback. Ooh. <laughs> don't worry, I don't. I, I understand why people hate that, but Pete's Dragon, the original one, oh my gosh, I need to watch that again. <laughs> I do remember loving it. A Southern World at a Southern World. Uh, a goofy movie had great songs like Eye to Eye and Stand Out. Also love Robin Hood. Couldn't agree more. 
uh, Ryan at Braid7, the Fox and the Hound, Josh at Main Citizens agreed with my Fox and the Hound, and at Stuff It Like That at Benson Calore said Treasure Planet and Three Musketeers. He was on a previous episode, and yeah, those are his two top picks in all great movies. Such a shame that most of them are so underrated. Thank you to those who gave the responses to the question of the week. If you would like to participate in the weekly question and get a shout out, look for the hashtag DisflexQuestions on Twitter. If you aren't on Twitter, I usually ask this question at the end of the topic discussion, and you can simply email me at disflexintipgmail.com. So, let's get on to the news. Unfortunately, I have to start off with some sad news. Ron Miller, Diane Disney's husband, Walt Disney's son-in-law, former CEO of Walt Disney, and president of the board of directors for the Walt Disney Family Museum, passed away over the weekend at 85 years old. Ron Miller was such an integral part of the Walt Disney Company during the 1980s by establishing the Disney Channel, Touchstone Pictures, and Walt Disney Home Video. We have him to thank for those. He also paved the way for Disney for future Disney Broadway shows by funding workshops for the New York Theater. Also, in ch- when he was in charge of the company, we got films like Tron, The Black Hole, and Who Killed Roger w- Rabbit. After stepping down from the Walt Disney Company, he later, with his wife Diane Disney, opened the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco. He definitely will be missed, and we thank you, Ron Miller. So in Disney animation news, a rumor is going around about a sequel or live-action remake for The Nightmare Before Christmas. Moviehole.net claims that there is some chit-chat about this possibly happening in the future, and they say that a credible source gave them the info. Uh, It's a rather interesting thought to think about, but with with all these live-action remakes and sequels going on, by the time either of these options will be finished, all of us will be going through a fatigue of sequels and remakes. It's it's not ideal for either course, which is just my opinion. Whenever I think of a live-action Nightmare Before Christmas, I think of 2012's Dark Shadows that bombed horribly in the theaters. I think they even, like, took it away from theaters early because it was so bad. It kind of had that dark tone and nature of the film with, with Tim Burton directing instead of producing. But I don't know, what do you think? Is that a yay or a nay? <laughs> The 1997 Hercules will be adapted into a stage play this summer as a part of the public theater's free Shakespeare in the Park at the Delacorte Theater in Central Park. It was sprung on by the Public Works Initiative that invites people from the community in theater arts and with special arrangements with the Disney theatrical productions. It's just a stage play for the community and... Uh, it, it just seems interesting. There's also they're they're still using the original songs from the movie, and there's going to be a few more new songs. And the show will be running from August 31st through September 8th, so the the very end of summer. But and if this goes well, we might actually get a Broadway show out of this. Maybe I mean that would be pretty cool. Uh, anybody looking for last minute Valentine's gifts for your special someone that loves Disney? Or maybe not a Valentine's gift, but to celebrate an anniversary, a birthday, a celebration. Well, Rosshire has a Disney collection of bouquets themed around princesses and villains. Currently, they have the following movies themed bouquets. Alice in Wonderland, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella, 
The Little Mermaid, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Snow White and the Seven Doors, and Female Villains. And so, as of recording this, uh, I, I found this out about like six days ago, right after I, I published my last podcast, but as of recording now, due to the Valentine's Day demand, all but the Cinderella bouquets are sold out. But these theme bouquets are sold year-round, so they will probably restock really fast after the holiday. But just keep that in mind. In Disney live-action news, on Friday, February 10th, we got another sneak peek trailer for Dumbo, which is coming out on March 29th, which gave us more into the look of this live-action remake. We got to see more of the circus, which is huge, (laughs) compared to... The um, original Dumbo, the circus was like quickly packed up, but this one is huge. I mean, it's very CG animated, but it's like, I don't think this is a traveling circus anymore. There was also a look into the other characters that are new to the movie, like Michael Keaton's character, who's an entrepreneur, and Ava Green, who's part of the circus crew, and Colin Farrell, who takes care of Dumbo, I think, is his role. So there's that. Uh left a link down below. Uh, The 61st Grammys was on Sunday, and two trailers were shown during the commercials. One of them was Captain Marvel, which I will talk about in a little bit, but the one that everyone can't seem seem to stop talking about is the Aladdin trailer. In this trailer, we get to see more of Aladdin, Jafar, Jasmine, Abu, and Carpet, but that's not why everyone is talking about it. Remember the Blue Genie debacle last month? Well, we got a first-hand look at the Blue Genie in action. There are a lot of memes and criticisms of the CGI Genie going on right now. A simple Google search of Will Smith Genie, and you can see the scalding reviews of it and all the memes and all everything. So, for my personal take, I'm kind of disappointed. And not in the way that you think. I'm disappointed that even though Will Smith has claimed he is doing his own spin on the Genie, Disney decided to make him look exactly like the animated genie with Will Smith's head on instead. He's very balloon-like, like the cartoon version, which I wasn't expecting, but uh, I don't know. May- <laughs> I mean, what? why didn't I expect that? Um, but after you see the other CGI, ca- after you see other CGI characters that the Disney company has created, like in the Mar- Marvel universe, we have Vision and the Hulk, and then the advances in technology over in the Star Wars franchise with Episode Eight and Nine. This genie looks kind of lackluster and disappointing in the realm of what we know Disney Studios can do. But maybe we it, it could be a budget thing, and so they're scaling back. Um, there's also talk that the trailer was one version of the genie and that they are cleaning it up still to make it look a little better when it actually comes comes out, which I'm kind of questioning because why would they uh, reveal the genie this this early if they didn't fix up the CGI? That's just my question. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed that they didn't use the technology we know they have. So, in Marvel news, we got another Captain Marvel trailer, as I said before, during the Grammys. Uh, It's another version of the Higher, Further, Faster mantra we got in the last trailer. Uh, March 8th is right around the corner, so it is expected that we're going to see more of a push of these trailers with commercials and tie-ins and everything. So, 
I didn't see anything too different about it, but they're they're pushing this this uh, this mantra of further faster or higher further faster. <laughs> Uh, another Captain Marvel little thing that I noticed, it's not really new, it's just, I, I just caught it now, is, have you looked at the Captain Marvel website lately? If you are a 90s kid, you will appreciate this callback, uh, because this Captain Marvel movie page is a GeoCities website. <laughs> it's exactly how it sounds. There's large animated block letters that spin. There's changing image backgrounds stacked on top of each other as you scroll down. There's little 8-bit animations here and there. There's like that scroll old lady that pops up and if you click on her, you punch her. Yeah, it's a very 90s website. <laughs> so just for fun, take a look at it and you will instantly be transported to the old in internet days. There was also some talk uh, last fall about the Avengers Endgame time reaching up to like three hours, and that's when editing was beginning. Now with a couple months until Endgame will be released in theaters, the runtime has not changed according to the Russo brothers. They also said that they had four separate screenings clocking over three hours and all those times no one in the audience went to the bathroom. So I hope everyone has a bladder of steel then because it looks like we don't want to miss a second of this. Uh, in other news, it looks like Marvel and Hulu are teaming up for a new series coming to the streaming service. Coming to Hulu, the streaming service. It will be an adult cartoon series based around Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck is actually a Marvel comic book character created by writer Steven Gerber and artist Val Merrick in 1973. And from pictures, he kind of looked like Donald Duck in the beginning, but he morphed into his own duck later with those wide-set eyes. Uh, the Howard Duck comics most were mostly satire and weren't supposed to be taken seriously, and was about his adventures in space, uh, loosely. Like I didn't want read the comics; I just looked it up real quick. The comic was adapted into into a movie in 1986, and also had the. Ca cameos in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. The only thing known about this series is so far Kevin Smith and David Willis will be charge of it, and three other Marvel adult series cartoons will join it, including Marvel's Tigra and Dazzler show, Hit Monkey, and M.O.D.O.K. In Pixar news, I neglected to say that last episode, The Incredibles 2 is now on Netflix, so go, go watch. <laughs> Another Spark short on Disney Pixar YouTube channel was dropped on February 11th. Uh, another 8-minute short that takes place on a beautiful Art Deco-type robot world of the future about two robot friends who essentially hate their job and work together to escape. It is called Smash and Grab, and I'm really not doing it justice, but I didn't want to give too much away, so go watch it. It's incredibly beautiful with jaw-dropping visuals. In Disney Plus news, a new Muppet series is coming to the Disney streaming service. Yay! I was supposed to do a Kermit yay, but I couldn't I couldn't nail it down, so you you got my little cute yay. Um Josh Gad in the creators of the Once Upon a Time ABC dramatic Disney series, Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz will be working on this new series. The working title right now is, is called Muppets Live Another Day. And who isn't excited? Also, where it takes place, uh, it 
people were talking about it takes place immediately after the 1984 movie Muppets Take Manhattan and will focus on characters individually rather than together since the gang has been disbanded. In DCOM news, as of February 11th, the Disney Channel announced that there will be a sequel to the Disney Channel original movie Zombies, which was about a misunderstood zombie boy going to human school and a cheerleader girl that wasn't perfect. The original cast of the movie, Meg Donnelly and Mill Manum, who played Addison and Sed respectively, announced this on their social media accounts and production will start soon in the spring. It's another Kim Possible live action reminder. <laughs> Just a reminder that Kim Possible movie is debuting this Friday on January 15th, and I believe it's around 6 p.m. Eastern. Benson from at Benson Core on Twitter and I are excited about it, and we might do something extra for the showing, either on here or a bonus thing on Disney at a Distance. We'll figure that out soon, but yay, Kim Possible! Well, that's it for the news for the week. If you think I forgot something important, want me to talk more about a news article, or want to add your own comment on a news article, let me know by emailing me at disflicksandtidbits at gmail.com. So let's get to the topic. Well, for today's topic, Disflix will be pushing away from the Disney animated films, sort of. More like entering the realm of Disney animated films melting into the world of video games into a game that has been in the making for 13 years. That's right, we're going to talk about Kingdom Hearts 3. And I'm not alone for this episode. Today I will be joined by two of my very good friends and fellow Kingdom Hearts fans. First, I have Jordan Gasly with me from Jordan Gasly Vlogs on YouTube and Twitter. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you for coming on and talking with me. Also, we have Anthony, who is thinking, thank, ah, I can never get your Twitter name right. <laughs> Thanklin Franklin on Twitter and Twitch. Yes, uh, Thanklin yes. Franklin. It's it's very difficult. Um, most people get it wrong. It's also really <laughs> embarrassing trying to explain that. Like, can I get your email? It's like, oh, yeah, that's a Thanklin Franklin at gmail.com. But, yeah, thank you very much for having me. Thank you. And uh, do you, you two want to introduce yourself further for our listeners and plug anything or talk about any upcoming projects you might have, might, or going to be working on in the future? Uh, yeah, I, um, as, as you mentioned uh, a second ago, Cassie, um, I do a YouTube vlog. Uh, so that's kind of where my creative outlet has been going. Uh, I was... Recently, uh, or up until recently, we were on a podcast called the Disney at a Distance podcast, which I know that you still do quite often, but uh, I, however, have had to bow out uh, recently. However, still a great podcast, and everybody should go check it out. And uh, I, I think I might have another podcast in the works coming out here pretty soon. I don't want to say anything just yet, but uh, I just want to put out a little teaser there. Okay. So, Can't wait. So, uh, yeah, so look for, uh, or kind of, if you want to follow me at, uh, on Twitter, at Jordan Gasly, and uh, details from that might be coming up pretty soon. All right, and Anthony? Uh, yeah, um, obviously I don't have a whole lot going on right now. I'm trying to get my Twitch stream going, um, looking at getting all through the uh, Jedi Academy games, or the Jedi Knight games here soon. On Twitch, that's Franklin at, uh, dot Twitch TV, whatever. I don't know what it is. 
Uh, I'm also looking at getting a podcast going with some friends of mine where we just kind of kind of BS around and talk about things that we want to talk about called the inner monologue of idiots. Uh, but if you are interested in anything like that, just follow me on at Franklin Franklin on Twitter. Should have some news there. Maybe this will make me bust out and finally do it. Who knows? Nice. And of course, I will uh, provide all the links that uh, Jordan and Anthony t- discussed about um, down below in the information. Um, thank you to you two for agreeing to come on here and talk some video games with me because I am a movie podcast. So this is kind of refreshing, <laughs> sort of. So thank you guys so much. Well, thanks uh, for having us. Yeah. So we three are going to discuss the newest addition to the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Uh, how we got into Kingdom Hearts, how we feel about Kingdom Hearts 3 so far, where we are in the game, our hates, our loves, and and so on and so on. Um, if you don't know much about Kingdom Hearts, don't worry. We may just be as lost as you are. Uh, mm-hmm. That's referring to the very complicated, complicated and convoluted storyline that is Kingdom Hearts. But seriously, if you're interested in the story of Kingdom Hearts... There are many wonderful YouTube videos out there that can explain it much better than we can and probably in quarter of the time. <laughs> also, there has to be a disclaimer before we get into it. There will be spoilers to Kingdom Hearts 3. We're not going to spoil some things with each other, but we may spoil things for you if you plan on playing this game. So you have been warned if you just going further. All right, so uh, just little... Things about the game, Kingdom Hearts 3 was released in the U.S., at least for us anyway, on January 29th, and Japan got it on January 25th. And for the first time ever, it was available on an Xbox console for Xbox One, and it's also available on PS4, which I think all three of us have it on PS4. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So do one of you want to do a quick and dry explanation of Kingdom Hearts the series. <laughs> oh god, I don't know if I can. I don't yeah. know if I'm qualified. <laughs> um, I, mean, I thought I came on this podcast to have some fun, not to do actual work. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, fine, I'll do it. It's my podcast. Yeah. You're, you're the host. <laughs> I feel like if I try, like you have me until Kingdom Hearts one, and then when I try to explain Kingdom Hearts two, I just look at somebody and I say, "Just Google it." <laughs> yeah, like I, like all my friends is like, "Just watch this video. I'll send it to you. Just watch this video. It'll, it'll do a good job." <laughs> I'm just gonna do a cut and dry one. Kingdom Hearts is basically uh, the baby of Final Fantasy and Disney characters combined. Uh, we follow a character named Sora who has a long backstory of who he is, but we're not going to get into that because we don't have the time. Um, so we follow Sora who runs into Donald and Goofy who they're all trying to find either Mickey or their friends Kyrie and Riku. And it that's basically all you need to know right now because <laughs> I will go on and on and on and I, I need to stop myself now. So that's what it is. It's basically like a Final Fantasy style game mixed with Disney where you get to go to different lands, meet all the Disney characters in their own worlds. Like in the first one, we had Aladdin, uh, Alice in Wonderland, Tarzan. And then in two, we went to 
uh, Atlantica, right? Mm -hmm. There was a Lion King world as well. Lion King. Um, and then Hollow Bastion, which was the Final Fantasy aspect of the game. Oh, yeah. Um, I believe that's where, like, uh, Leon and uh, Yuffie and, uh, God, Sid, that's where they all kind of lived. And that's where you get your gummy ship. Um, but it's it's funny that you said, like, it's the, the, the child of, because I don't know if you guys know, but, like, the game was pretty much an elevator pitch. And the guy was like, hey, it's Final Fantasy meets Disney. And that's exactly what it was. So that was a beautiful description. I didn't realize it was an elevator pitch. Yeah, it was the, I think, I forget who it was. One of the developers or something was like, hey, let's make a game where it's Final Fantasy meets Disney. And that's what we got. And I'm sure we'll get into it later. But that's also why I'm really upset that there has not been very much Final Fantasy in this third one. Mm -hmm. Other than the mechanics of it. but. Mm -hmm. So I guess it, it's a good segue to go into how did each of us get into Kingdom Hearts when it first came out in what two thousand two? Yeah, well, I I, I'll, I guess sorry, I'll go first. Yeah, go. I, did, I didn't get into it until about a year after it had come out, um, and I think I was in like seventh or eighth grade. Um, a friend of mine on the bus was like, "I just got this game. It's awesome. You like Final Fantasy? You like Disney?" And uh, I went over to his house for the weekend and I spent the whole weekend at his house and we just beat the whole game. Like in one weekend, we just played through it and I, I fell in love with it. And actually, I think Kingdom Hearts is probably the inspiration for my love into Disney, if that makes any sense at all. Growing up, I played a lot of Final Fantasies. So the fact that it had Cloud and the secret boss of Sephiroth in the first one and the Yuffie and the Leon and Sid was a huge fan of mine. Or I was a huge fan of Sid's. So I, I, I loved that aspect of it. And I loved the way that it played kind of like a Final Fantasy or like a JRPG more than anything else. So that kind of was my my love into it. And then, of course, I fell in love with the uh, the gummy ship aspect of it, too, because it's just like a like a Lego, <laughs> like a virtual Lego building thing with spaceships. That was it for me. Jordan, how about you? Uh, yeah, I actually came to Kingdom Hearts uh, through the video game uh, scene as well. At the time, I was going to college, uh, and I was an animation and media arts major, and I, I just played like, all through the Final Fantasies on the PlayStation 1, and then when the PlayStation 2 came out, I played the Final Fantasies on that one, and then I just thought it was a really interesting concept when I had heard about it, where it was Final Fantasy meets Disney characters, and I just thought, this is so out there that this is a game that I have to play. Yeah, and it, it had a lot of my favorite characters from my favorite Final Fantasy games. I was always a little bummed that you went to a Disney world and not a Final Fantasy world. Like, I thought it would have been cool to kind of go back and forth, like, oh, I'm going to Atlantica, and then I get to go to Midgar. Uh, so, but uh, I, I thought that that would hopefully change within the, the subsequent games, but they they went all in on Disney, and now... 17 years after the first game came out uh wow. i'm my my interest has actually flipped like i still love final fantasy but i have more of an interest in in disney now so uh i mean i i still love the game i've been waiting so long for this one to come out and i'm really happy that we finally got this game <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's been a long time coming um and it's interesting i never even thought about going to a final fantasy world that that just kind of bummed me out even more. Damn. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, but I'm excited about that kind of like that feature, man. Maybe that's something they could do do later on. I don't know. 
that they decide so, to explore it more. I have a question for everybody here before we go any further. Have either or both of you played all of the fi- or Final Fantasy, all of the Kingdom Hearts games leading up to three? Uh, no. I have, no. I've played one and two. Um, okay. A little bit of uh, Chain of Memories. Actually, re-Chain of Memories in the 1.5 HD remix. Uh, but, yeah, I, d- I never played Birth by Sleep or the, uh, what is it, 365 and a half days. Mm. That is, I never played any of the DS ones. Um, so I, I was definitely on board with like watching like what is happening. This story is so confusing. Right. So I, I got close. I did the 358 days and I did uh, chain of memories and I've done the, the card one. What, what was that one you said, Anthony? The chain of memories. That was for uh game boy advance. Yeah. To bring Ooh. you back. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. And so I don't remember any of that storyline or whatever. I don't even know anything about Aqua, and I don't remember what she's a part of, like other than Kingdom Hearts Two. They went more into her story as I was looking at YouTube videos. I guess I, I was talking to Anthony about this before that there was an extra game that had more of an Aqua story, mm-hmm. but it was only released in Japan. Interesting. Yeah, which is not fair. That's yeah. Not fair. No. <laughs> Well, so I was like super confused when I started three because I had played one and I replayed one about two or three years ago. And then whenever like the whole HD versions for the PS4 came out, that's whenever I I decided to revisit them. And then last summer I played part two. And I just remember that's like when I was playing it, I was like, ah, this it slowly started to come back to me that the, the story was just so convoluted and how when you kill a heartless, it makes a nobody. So you have a heartless and a nobody, and people can also make a heartless and a nobody, but some heartless are sentient people. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, what's going on? What is going on? So what, what franchise in the history of anything has gotten better in the second installment when you add a secret society to the mix. <laughs> yeah. Well, not only that, but like you think about it, like one and two, and then they added all these other games and how they've seamlessly just been able to put all of it into one. It's very, granted, it's convoluted, but it's one seamless storyline. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Like that it's, it's been around for 17 years now and it all just seems to fit. No matter how confusing it is, it fits, which mm-hmm. is crazy crazy it's square enix for you though i the reason i ask if you guys had played the the games leading up to it is because i still haven't played the i guess what would have been put out for the ps4 which is as 2.8 which was the hd of the 3ds game Mm -hmm. yeah like the final chapter prologue whatever it was yeah 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 and i've actually not played any of the I guess uh, what's what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the supplementary games, like the like yeah, the, the ones, ones on that Nintendo. came out. Yeah, yeah. Like the the mobile system games. So I never got a chance to play any of those. I own them all, all on the the HD remastered discs, but I've just never played mm. through them. So like the, ch- the chain of memories is all on Nominee and then Sora going into that coma. Yeah, uh, that was really interesting. I played that one. Yeah, that one pretty much leads up straight up to two. Yeah. Um, Kingdom Hearts two. So you understand okay. who nominate is more. Yeah. And then you understand a little bit of how the nobody thing works. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. <laughs> I can't believe I actually played 
the majority of the Nintendo games, actually, when I think about it. But yeah. most of the story kind of escapes me. But so that being said, like how many games there are, there was, you know, all the original ones. There's the DS ones, the like handheld ones. There's the mobile ones. There's one, there's two, there's the 1.5, the 2.5, the 2.8. How much of a laugh did you get when it said Kingdom Hearts 2.9? That, that killed, I, that I almost killed. cried. So no, you would not be kidding me. I uh, I pre-ordered my my copy at GameStop, and the GameStop that I picked it up at, it was one of those games that was eligible for the nine o'clock p.m. Uh, pickup. And the uh, the manager of the store, who's a friend of mine, the store is crowded, right? And uh, he holds it up in his hand. He's like, "Look, guys, it's real. I have it right here." <laughs> to which to, to which I responded. That's nonsense. I can spot Photoshop when I see it a mile away, <laughs> which got a good, pretty good laugh. And then my friend Taryn, she looked at me and she goes, wouldn't it be the worst thing in the world if we got home and we did the install for this game and it just said additional content coming summer 2020? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> right after you do the intro. And I was like, oh, I would be so angry. <laughs> and then, of course, I get home and then they do the whole 2.9. And I was like, they did it. <laughs> <laughs> they trolled me but it's so great that they're so self-aware that it took them so long to get this game out that they put that little easter egg in there it's just fantastic i love it i had a good laugh i don't think my wife liked it so much and then like when the kingdom hearts 3 logo popped up she's like that that last that last little uh little uh three didn't have like it wasn't fully colored in and i was like well let's just look at the game case i was like well yeah if you look at it it's black but then the other one's white it's like black and white so it's kind of mirrored i think that's supposed to be like the the light and the dark thing she's like no i don't think this is really kingdom hearts she's going on like conspiracy like, theories on how this isn't kingdom hearts three can we come up with <laughs> <laughs> she just started doing the rabbit hole thing it was hilarious but yeah it gave us a good chuckle I didn't get to say how I got into Kingdom Hearts and Oh yeah, sorry, Jesus. No, it's no Ooh. no problem. I we hijacked your podcast. I'm sorry. Completely <laughs> forgot. <laughs> um, what happened when you bring guests on? I I just thought that it was interesting that b- both of you started out or you started liking the game because of the the Final Fantasy aspect. I'm not gonna say I'm the opposite because I was really into anime when that came out that came out or even was even brought up. And so I was playing like Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9. I always loved Disney. I am probably the biggest Disney freak out of all three of us, honestly. <laughs> and when I like I just remember hearing about it and I I would play Final Fantasy constantly. Like 8 was my favorite even though it's the worst story ever. <laughs> <laughs> um and then I played nine and then they're like, Disney and Final Fantasy are coming together. I'm like, what? I got it as soon as I could. I, yeah, I just, I would play that nonstop. I remember beating it within two weeks. And then like when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out and, and I, I was just so gung ho about it that I even bought the little Axel doll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for myself and then i got like his weapon like a replica weapon i was obsessed i was really obsessed with this game you're not alone i was also very obsessed had, had i been able to work and save up money i probably would have spent a bunch of money on this game but mm-hmm. i mean so what 
two came out in what oh five. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I was not able to work at that point. But damn, yeah. Uh, that's why we like we went all out and bought the collector's edition and everything with this one. We got like a Kingdom Hearts three Disney pin. Like you know how Disney does their pins. I'm sure Cassie, you know how Disney does their pins. We got mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts pin and um, steel book, the art book, and all that kind of stuff. We kind of it's probably the most I've spent on a video game since I bought my Spider Man PS4 Pro with the limited edition Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you got that. I did. It's right here. I'll trust you. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> I can see it. He's just yeah. petting it. Yeah. To make sure just, it's there. It's my precious. You can, you can probably hear it purring in the background because it's just such a workhorse. But I don't have the pro. I uh, I, I have the slim PS4. So since I have the pro, to go back to Kingdom Hearts three, the game is beautiful. It is gorgeous, especially on a pro with the four K TV. It is just seamless, like. Like, when you see the Organization 13 members show up, you can see, like, little pimples in the leather jackets that they have. You can see the links and the chain on their, on their uh, like, whatever, like, a, what equivalent to, like, a pull string on a hoodie is, whatever mm-hmm. that is. It's just, it's just gorgeous. It looks great, especially with all the different worlds and different colors and how they contrast with the magic and stuff. The game is gorgeous. Sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'm getting ahead of... The, no, the it, that's, that's <laughs> totally fine. It just re- it reminded me of a scene in the land of Corona where uh, where they first arrive in there. And okay. I know I'm jumping ahead, but like when Goofy is like trying to block the sun, and you okay. see his his um his little mitten or whatever, and you can see like it looks like it's made of canvas. I was just like, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, going back to the first couple of games, you know, they they didn't look that great. They were kind of you know that. Uh, I don't know how to explain it, but like kind of like pixelated, blocky, polygonal, say polygonal and say blocky, but yeah, blocky polygonal shapes and how this one has, it still has that, but it looks so good. It looks so cleaner around the edges for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have that, doesn't have that blurry haze. Yeah. Just the, the more defined, I guess. So Which if you would make like, sense considering that we're playing high definition games, on yeah, high definition yeah. System. Like if you think back to that that first like uh, cinematic with that famous song, I, I forget what it is for Kingdom Hearts One. That song when it's like Simple going through, yeah, and it's like that CG movie, but it's a game now. It's not mm-hmm. just a cinematic; it's the game, and it's crazy how good it, they can just do that. Let's get into the actual Kingdom Hearts Three game. I guess we can start here. Uh, do you have favorite characters that continued on into Kingdom Hearts 3 from the first two or any other games you played? Yes. Which ones are those? Uh, definitely Hercules. Nice. <laughs> Herc, Herc is good. He's consistent. Uh, and, well, what I also really like about Hercules specifically in Kingdom Hearts 3 is uh, you get m- another side of Olympia. And that first one, you yeah. were just really like in the arena, and then that second one, you kind of went to the underworld, but now it's like you actually get to see like the rest of Olympia. So I was I was like super into that. Yeah, that that was a cool area that they they opened up for us because I was just confused at first. I'm like, did they start in another area other than playing the the actual movie like they were used to? And mm-hmm. then, then finally, you finally realize what what's going on because Meg threw me off. 
<laughs> when she arrived, she threw me off. I, I didn't know that we were still in the movie yet. And yeah, <laughs> it was just and, uh, like, going on. I just want to go ahead and give a shout out to uh, at Benson Calore. Uh, Meg is not a villain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that being Don't said, add me, Benson. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said... That that's that's funny that you guys say that because it, it, even in the game it kind of happens like uh, the characters Sora, Donald, and Goofy are like, "What's happening? Is this Olympia? Like, what's happening? What's going on?" And you're kind of thrown into the the whole world and the the rambunctiousness rambunctiousness of it all too. So that that's kind of funny that you guys said that too. Hmm. Do Do you have a favorite character, Anthony? Um, I mean, this kind of goes back to just being my favorite Disney character ever. Um, even the first time I went to Walt Disney World, uh, I cried when I saw him, and I got his hat and ears, big floppy ears. Goofy. I love Goofy. Even in all the games, how he's just kind of like the comic relief. You know, you got Sora's like, let's go do this. Donald's like, no, we gotta do this. And Goofy's like, well, let's just give him a shot. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> I, just, I just love Goofy so much. Um, but other than that, like, for, as a Disney character, I think so. But again, if I have to go back to the first two, it has to be Sid from Final Fantasy. I love mm-hmm. Sid so much. He's so, he's just like, ah, I don't know. He's magnificent and I'm so sad he's not in this one. So sad. He could be, you never know. I don't know. I'm not holding my breath anymore. <laughs> once they showed, and once you hit Olympus and they show Cloud and, and Sephiroth and everything, the statues, I was like, ah, it's... I don't think, and you know, we're not going back to Hollow Bastion. It's destroyed. So. Yeah. <sighs> I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that you obviously know who my favorite character is. I already mentioned him, uh, Axel. I don't know why I was drawn to him, but he he kind of had a, a big plot line in in Kingdom Hearts too. So I was kind of happy that they brought him back, even though. Was kind of confused how he got back there for a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's probably one of those side game things that I never touched. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he's cool. He's got the spiky red hair and the spinny circle fire blade keyblades. Mm-hmm. Uh, got it memorized. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and this is, pro- I'm probably late to the party on this one, because I the first time I played Kingdom Hearts 2 was when it first came out in 05. And my my second time playing it was just last summer. Uh, so Axel is a nobody, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I started to I started to realize the trend with nobodies and their person. It's just their name rearranged with an X somewhere in there. Yes, yes. and I and I just found that out <laughs> last oh, wow. year, and I was like. <laughs> I was like, Roxas? Well, that's just Sora with an X. And well, I was like, wait a minute, hold on here. What's going on? Sora X, Lee X, it's whatever name X, yeah. and it's like a, what is Venice. that? An- anagram? Anagram? Yeah. Of yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was super weird, because now I'm like hyper aware of it. Yeah. And when I see a new organization member, I'm like, well, what's this person's name going to be? Yeah. Yeah, like Marluxa. I've been trying to figure that out. I'm yeah. sure it's already been figured out, but... Yeah, I don't know. We'll get there. I try not to think about it too deeply, like, because I just want to live in the moment and, like, play it and be shocked. And it sucks because my wife's always like, oh, I bet it's this. I was like, just, just, shh. 
let's just play and let's find out. Let's just find out. Why do you got to dissect it? It's like, well, I just want to know. It's like, well, we'll find out. I don't have to worry about it so much. And I, I just learned a new term that I, I just recently, have you heard the term Norded with this game? No, no. Norded refers to how Xenonort like takes over your body. You're being Norded. Oh. Is that N-O-R-T apostrophe D? Yeah. Because I really hope it's spelled that way. I don't that know if there's a apostrophe, but... No, apostrophe N-O-R-T apostrophe D. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, you said Norded. Norded. I thought N-O-R-D-E-D, like a Viking just coming oh, over to no. pitch you. Like, you know, geez, Louise. <laughs> I feel so much more dirty now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been Norded. Oof. <laughs> I guess context is key with this term. <laughs> I hope nobody just skipped ahead to that <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Back on track, I guess. Uh, we already talked about this before we started recording, but where are each of you in the game? I just finished The Kingdom of Corona, which was the Tangled World. So I've, I've done everything up to that, and my new worlds have just opened. So I'm jumping in, hopefully, in the next day or so to go check out what the uh, the next realm has. Um, I have done the first two worlds as well, which was Toy Box and Corona. So Toy Story Entangled. And I've done the one of the second worlds that opens up for you I'm not gonna say which it is to avoid spoilers for you guys and working on the next one i think you're pretty kind of spoiled so anyways <laughs> um, <laughs> no it's fine we knew those worlds were there yeah yeah i know that all the worlds exist uh, okay so. so we're we're closing up on on frozen here actually once we're probably done recording we're gonna finish and um go on we got stuck for a while actually heading towards the frozen world because there was this giant ice castle heartless in the gummy ship, like in the universe, like flying around in the gummy ship. And we spent two and a half hours trying to beat this thing and Oof. figured out like the combos and everything. And we realized, oh, our ship sucks. And so we get <laughs> hit by it one time and we're dead. Uh, and then realized like we went and found all this other stuff and built up our ship, got a new ship, and then realized you can just go around it. <laughs> so that kind of sucked. But <laughs> you can just go around it. Yeah. Just <laughs> like, we just avoid it altogether. Yeah. Because I was like, oh let's just go this way. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh Arendelle. All right, let's go. <laughs> so I was like, well when we leave Arendelle, we're gonna go kill that castle creature thing because I want it to not exist anymore because it cost us so much frustration. <laughs> Well, I'm the furthest behind. I have done uh, Olympia, Traverse Town, whatever that was about. Then I kind of went the other way and did the Land of Corona first before Toy Box. And so I'm back into the Toy Box. And I started the first section before you jump out the window. And I was really confused when I opened that world. You know what I'm talking about? The commercial that oh, just yeah. happened. Yeah. Yes, yes, that yeah. threw me for a big loop yeah. because when I, whenever I saw it, I was like, "What's going on?" And then I was like, "Wait a minute, is this the Final Fantasy 15 guys? Is this not like when yeah. did Prompto get a fedora?" Yeah, <laughs> and then 
And then it stopped and it showed me that it was a commercial. And then for a, for a split second, a split second, I was like, did Square Enix just try to sell me another video game while I'm playing a video game? I thought <laughs> it was a real commercial. Yes. That's yes. what I was thinking too. I just kept saying, is this an ad? Is this an ad? And it just kept getting louder and louder. And my husband's like, what are you watching? I'm like, is this an ad? <laughs> my wife did the same thing. She's like, was that just a commercial inside a video game? And I mean, I, I follow the video game world pretty closely. I know there's going to be video games coming out where they do that. Like you can watch ads, you can enable ads to get like bonuses and stuff. And I was like, is this like an example of that? And then once it panned out, there was Rex watching the TV. I was like, oh, of course it's Rex and Ham playing a video game. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's like that scared me. But that looked really cool. I want to play that game. Yeah. I want to play that game. But I was so confused. I, yeah. It's so real weird. thought it was Noctis because he had the blade and he had the dagger. And I'm like, oh, it's clearly Noctis from Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> I was hair, wrong. His hair was kind of pink, like the the gal. Uh, was her name Lightning from Final yeah, Fantasy? Lightning. Yeah. So I was kind of. I was. I was. Yeah. I was right there with you. Just confused. Like, well, maybe it's just like an in-game ad. And it's like, what? We know the options. We can. We should. We should be able to turn those off. <laughs> Turns out it was not. It was all. It was all part of the plan. And it just makes me wonder: do, Are they just going to continue to troll us throughout this whole game? I hope. <laughs> I, I, like, you know what? I, I will respect that hustle so hard if they do. And I wouldn't even be mad. I'd be like, awesome. <laughs> I would recommend doing all of the little, I don't know if you guys have done them at the, when you're in your gummy ship, those little uh, like treasure planet things that you like you fly to them and you shoot them and you fly around them and you got to shoot the little locks that kind of turn around. Yeah, I've done, I've done a couple of those so far. Do those a lot. Do a lot of those because you'll get um, all the kind of parts you need to finish the blueprints to get better ships, which will make so, it easier for you to fly along. I, I have oh. a Kingdom Hearts confession. Uh oh. I've never once upgraded a gummy ship that I've ever had. Gasp! In Kingdom Hearts 2, when I get the already completed blueprints, for a better ship, I just clicked that, and I was like, all right, this is what I'm rolling with. All right, so I got bad news for you, friend. Uh, you get the blueprints, but you have to have the parts to complete that blueprint. Oh. <sighs> See, and that made me so happy. I've, I've told Cassie this before uh, at work. Uh, when I played the first Kingdom Hearts, my buddy and I spent probably three and a half hours making gummy ships. We made a gummy ship that was a replica of Riku's head. <laughs> 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 so much time making gummy ships, so I love that aspect. So, like, when it comes time to like fly around, my wife just hands me the controller, and I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> I'm in it." And nice. I, I was playing it, and I was like, "Why? Why is up up and down is down?" And you know, I play FPSs a lot. Mm. And, you know, up is up and down is down. But whenever I play some sort of flying simulator or anything, it's got to be inverted. And so she tried to do it, and she's like, "Why was it when I press down, I go up?" And I was like, "Oh, it's inverted. We can we can change it." She's like, "No, you just do it." <laughs> <laughs> this, is your realm. this is your realm yeah anthony is the gummy ship king yeah, yeah I i'm that. just like you jordan i just went for the blueprint <laughs> and because i tried i gave a good honest try to it and i failed so bad and i couldn't fly the thing because it's like no you can't fly it you didn't build it right i'm like well uh, blueprint 
Well, then I, I even more recommend that you guys do the little treasure ship or the treasure planet things because that's how you get a lot of you get a lot of materials for that, and that's how you can get your your other blueprints. Make okay. sure you do those, and also the gateways because then you can just fly from gateway from planet to gateway, gateway to planet. Oh, I can't believe you guys don't like the gummy ship. Am I the only <laughs> one that likes the gummy ship? I can't be. Otherwise, they would take it away. It wouldn't be a thing anymore. No, I'm, I'm sure I'm in the minority on this. Uh, I'm also just like a super lazy gamer. So I, like, I'm playing on the easiest difficulty just so I could experience the story. So I was telling my wife I'm going to start a new, new save file on the hardest difficulty. <laughs> and I'll play that one without her. And then when we get to the point, when I get to the point to where we are, I'll just stop. Because usually with these games, when you play it on hard, that's how you get like the secret ending and all that kind of extra cinematics. No, I'm just going to Google that. Like, <laughs> I, I, I do not have time. I like I have to be super picky and choosy about the games I have to uh, I get to play these days. Yeah. So so the the faster I can blow through a game just means it's more time I could play I can put to another game. There you go. Um so like I'm not and I like, and I'm okay with it. Like I get it. I'm not a competitive gamer. I'm not a hardcore gamer. Uh, however, if you do start a new game on the hardest difficulty, you should uh, you should select that one ability where you don't gain any experience points. See, now that just sounds like a nightmare that I don't want to live. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that zero thing. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? No yeah. experience. And there's another one that's like no experience and then you don't get any abilities either and it, that just sounds like a waking nightmare like i, I, I love a good challenge I, I like i like a good challenge i'm competitive but that sounds terrible <laughs> who would do that to themselves i don't know i, I just like why did they even have that <laughs> okay. um that actually brings me uh Back to a question that I should have asked to begin with. What were the choices you made in the beginning of the, the game? Oh, goodness. I can't even remember. So I'll look them up real quick because I can't remember. Yeah, I, think we all just, I think we've just picked pretty much middle-of-the-road type stuff. Like anything I, that was health and defense. I chose wisdom, but it didn't tell me, or I chose it because I didn't realize that I could go and read more into it and like t it would tell me what attributes oh, yeah. it'll enhance. So I chose wisdom. And then the second, for the second option, um, I figured out that you could go more in depth and I picked whatever gave me the, the strength or the physical attacks mm -hmm. first. So I kind of went, I kind of went heavy on the magic with wisdom. And then I did the strength and I guess I don't know. I guess anytime I try to get attributes or make attributes for a character, I always think, what would Yoda do? <laughs> yes. That's a so good, I always, good philosophy of life. I always try to make my main character Yoda. And that's what I did with Sora. So I guess on some level, I'm like, yeah, Yoda's very wise and he does have a lot of mystical or magical abilities. Uh, but also, uh, don't mess with him. So, so here are the here are the choices. Um, the first one is uh, either between wisdom, vitality, or balance. Oh, I think I went vitality. So wisdom is like high MP, 
attack growth is slow magic grow- growth is fast vitality is like middle ground uh or no high it will be like higher hp mid ground magic uh attack growth is fast magic growth is slow and then balance which is all the way medium i think i picked balance so we all like picked one of each yeah <laughs> Which which is funny. I picked. Uh, this was hard for me because if I was to play it by myself, I would have gotten wisdom because I always usually play a magic user. But since I knew I was going to play with my wife and she's not a very hardcore gamer, I knew health and defense was going to be something we needed. So we we picked vitality for sure. And so the the second round of choices is guardian, warrior, and mystic. Oh, I think we went warrior. I did mm-hmm. guardian. I did warrior. So guarding you learn more defensive skills early. Warrior is like combo boosts and abilities and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, we went we went warrior because I figured at least with the last couple of games, you know, Donald's usually the magic user and Goofy is the defensive guy and Sora's the attacker. And so that's kind of what we went for with our stats. Okay. Do you have anything either of you do you like any of the improvements for this game compared to the other games like something that like stands out that's better make your your uh playability better i guess uh yeah um one thing i like that they added was the attractions uh i think that's a pretty cool feature um you know attack the guy with the giant green triangle on him and you get the attraction and depending on the situation one that I like the most is the Mad Teacups and the uh, Splash Mountain one. I forget. Mm-hmm. It's not Splash Mountain, but it's Splash like River Run or something. Yeah, River Run, because you can. it's like a crowd control type of thing. You kind of push them all to the middle, and then you do a finisher that just does a bunch of damage to everyone that's in it. And I, I like I like that kind of aspect of it as well, uh, mm-hmm. a lot. Actually. Yeah, I, I like those a lot, too. Um, I guess if... I wish that they were a little bit more in in Cassie please forgive this uh completely unironic joke uh the non-descriptiveness of the attractions <laughs> um, I do, I totally don't mean it in that context but but it's like I get it like when whenever the water ride happens I look at it and I'm like well that that could be Kali River Rapids and then when you see the the roller coaster you're like oh that could be big thunder mountain Mm -hmm. and then and obviously you know rev for the listener uh referencing stuff in the disney parks or attractions at the disney parks i i I wish they were a little bit more no that is big thunder mountain railroad like i wish it was more specific that is kali river or that is buzz Lightyear's space ranger spin or toy story mania so um so I I like I love that they added those attractions, but I wish that they were more like undeniably specific Disney park attractions. Yeah, I get you. Because you know, like if you've been to a park, you know exactly what they are. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, I think mm-hmm. that's what I kind of like about it is that it's it's vague enough that if you've been there, you know what it is. So it's kind of like a little fun Easter egg where you kind of have to guess what it is. Like I've been to Disney World 
twice in my life. Once when I was younger and then on my honeymoon. And when the little Buzz Lightyear one came up, I was like, that's Buzz Lightyear. That's the Buzz Lightyear ride. My wife's like, no, it was called something. I was like, no, that's the Buzz Lightyear ride. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Buzz Lightyear ride. And it just kind of gave us that kind of fun chuckle moment. Uh, I kind of like that it's vague like that and you got to kind of piece it together. But I get, I get, I can, I, I guess I can, I can see where you're coming from. Right, right. I guess my uh, my okay. favorite new aspect is like the keyblades actually have a purpose, more of a purpose than they did in the last two. Like mm-hmm. I, I forget what they're called, but they they change Sora's outfit, and it depending on your hit count, it it creates the the final move. I was talking to Anthony, and I have this like shooting star. I think it's called shooting star or blue something that I got with my my game and he didn't get it and he got the deluxe version and what version did you get jordan for a keyblade yeah did you get anything with your game like i got it instantly like a code that i had to enter in for like like downloadable content maybe i i did digital i didn't get a physical copy so as soon as i started the game it's like you got this keyblade no, I think I only started with the traditional Keyblade. Oh. Yeah, did I get gypped out of a Keyblade? Did you pre-order? Yeah, I did. Oh. Why, why am I special? <laughs> I don't know. Because usually that's on your GameStop receipt. Yeah. I don't... There was no code. I mean, I have my receipt. I can go check. Yeah. So I ended I... up with a Steelbook, though, even though I didn't get the deluxe version. Nice. Oh, nice. That's the best. Yeah. Uh, the art book's pretty cool, but the Steelbook is fantastic. Hmm. Yeah, I would check your receipt uh, and look for, like, a like read through very carefully because it'll say, like, oh, here's your redeemable code type of thing. Um, yeah, I'm going to go I'm gonna go check that out. I didn't know. I, I started with the, with the Keyblade. Oh. See, huh. I got like this blue one, and I think it's called the Shooting Star. I may be wrong, but it was blue, and it's like final move changes the more you keep hitting. So, like the first one is like a stun final move, and but if you keep going, it'll turn into something else. And I got it up to like four different rounds before um, I ran out of time. That's my favorite one. Like I hate the Hercules one right now. Um, I haven't tried the Corona one yet, the Ever After, so I have no idea what that does. Yeah, that one's new to me. I, I was using the uh, the Toy Story Keyblade for a minute. The hammer? Yeah, it turns yeah. into like this giant comical mallet. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> hammer, which if anyone's ever played Overwatch, it reminds me of Reinhardt doing his Earth Shatter. It just smash it, the Earth turns orange, cracks, and people do lots of things take lots of damage um (laughs) the monsters inc one i have to say is probably my favorite one so far um it has like a double claw and then if you go into it more it does like a double yo-yo and the finishing move is it's insane does a lot of damage but i'll uh i was just looking up the see if there was a pre-order kingdom hearts blade yeah i'm looking it up too kingdom Hearts. okay kingdom hearts three pre-orders come with exclusive keyblades that you can check out in these trailers. Let's see. The Midnight Blue Keyblade. That's the one I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do I have that? It looks like it would be familiar. Okay. No, no, no. So PS4 was the Midnight Blue Keyblade. 
Oh. Xbox One is the Phantom Green, so it's the oh. same Keyblade, but instead of blue, it's green. So it depends on what system you got it for. That's okay. So I, I'm, I have to have a code on a receipt somewhere then. Yeah. Because I, I pre-ordered this sucker like in 2016. See, and I feel like my wife and I pre-ordered it on Amazon years ago when it first popped up, and then we never got it in the mail and couldn't find it. So she works at Target, uh, so she bought it and got the discount and everything, which is fine because we wanted the deluxe edition anyways. But mm-hmm. it'd be sad if I missed out on a pre-order bonus. But it sounds like maybe just helps you get through the first little bit of the game. Oh, uh, also, if you specifically pre-ordered on Amazon, there was a Keyblade called the Dawn Till Dusk Keyblade. I'll just keep breaking my heart. (laughs) And it's Fire Up, which increases the damage dealt by fire attacks, and the Fire Roggen, which is available as a situation command. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I didn't get any of those. No, you you weren't. Just playing through it like a weeb. Just <laughs> oh, okay. So the midnight blue keyblade gives you Blizzard up, and Blizzogan, and the Phantom Green gives you Thunder up and Thundergan, 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 Thunder, 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 Thundergan. <laughs> so it just gives you that ability, even though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think every okay. keyblade that you get, like the more when you're doing combos, you can unlock different abilities for it, and then you unlock different finishers. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I I guess that makes sense because I was wondering why I got Blizz Blizzard right off the bat. Hmm. I didn't know that was unlocked already. But yeah, when I turned on the game and I was going through that like Xenohort and whatever that guy's name where they were playing chess in the beginning, that's when it was like, unlocked Midnight Blue. Oh, yeah. I didn't get any of that. I just had to sit through that awful cinematic. Well, you could have skipped that. You didn't have to go through it. Uh Oh. Uh, So, Cassie, I have a question for you. You said you got the game digitally, correct? Yes. Did you get the standard edition or did you get the deluxe edition? I got the standard. Okay. So uh, I guess segue to my next question, Anthony. I know that the deluxe edition gives you the steel book and the art book and the pen, but does it give you more content on the game? Or are um, you just paying for bells and whistles? Bells and whistles, I think. At least as okay. far as I know, I didn't get anything outside of that. Again, my wife bought it, so that receipt is long gone if I had to Fair. read it. Well, I didn't know because I know sometimes that, uh, like, you know, Cassie and I have been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I actually, that's one of my favorite game franchises. So I actually went all in and I paid the 110 for the season pass, which I never do. So I, I would I double down on that, but the base game is only on the disc. I didn't know if if there would be like future extra content that you guys would have gotten. Or that you would have gotten on uh, with the deluxe version. No, I didn't get anything with the deluxe version uh, for Kingdom Hearts. But to go, I mean, to go back to my Spider-Man thing, like when I got all that stuff, I had on my receipt, I had like three or four different codes I had to redeem for like the DLC, the extra skins, and all that kind of stuff. So hmm. usually, when you do it, it's it's like on a receipt. I think unless you do it digitally, then it should be something you get automatically. Right. 
All right. Well, good to know. Good to know. Yeah, I've just been going digitally lately because I don't want to go to our GameStop. I really <laughs> don't like our GameStop. <laughs> is it just is it just a bad GameStop? No, it's just I don't I don't want to go to the mall. <laughs> oh well, that's fair. See, I usually just park by the fountain and just all you're doing is walking by the jewelry shop, the pizza shop, the skate shop, and then you're in there. But I've also got like six friends that work there, so oh, there you go. It's a very, it's like I walk in and it's like cheers. They're all like no. So, <laughs> uh, so I live about 14 miles away from one of my jobs, and between my house. And to my job, my other, my job, my job, my job, <laughs> my job, <laughs> I pass four game stops and three of them are within a quarter of a mile radius from one another. Wow. And the, so the reason this is, is because, uh, close to my place of employment is the zip code and the town line. So there was one GameStop. They built another one thinking that it was on the other side of the zip code, but it wasn't. And then since the zip code changes over, there's one in the mall. So within a quarter of a mile, there's three GameStops. It's really weird. That's crazy. You got three GameStops like within your area. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Where were we on Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> I think we were talking we about uh, like, like our favorite aspects of the game. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything that you guys hate? Like there's so many different things now in this one. So there's got to be something that you don't like. Maybe. I have, I have a minor complaint. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the button action placement and you can't change it. Like I'm, I'm not a big fan of hitting uh, what is it, the bottom one X to attack. Like I always feel like I want to go to circle or square to attack, <laughs> and I guess it's just because I've been conditioned by playing other games for so many years. Uh, it's, it's really I'm 11 hours into this game and I'm still hitting the wrong button to attack. Yeah, I do that so, too. I, I feel so. you there. It's kind of like uh, if you've ever played Red, if you played Red Dead Two, the button mapping on that was ridiculous. Uh, mm-hmm. And all I feel like all Kingdom Hearts games have been like that. But also at the same time, like I think once you get used to using the D pad to cycle through your different menus, and then you use your shortcut menu, it makes a lot more sense. But especially with it being a Square Enix game. It just feels wrong pressing X and not circle. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it, it feels so wrong. Um, and in fact, uh, I mean, my wife doesn't play a whole lot of Final Fantasy, but she has played uh, enough Zelda, especially Breath of the Wild, to know that, oh, when you want to select something, you press circle. So she'll press circle and the button, like, oh, that's back. Like, no, that should be right. <laughs> forward, circles forward. Um, but yeah, I, I get that a lot. What was that? Was like the meme where uh, they had the pictures of the three main controllers and the X's were all in different spots and said, "This is why I have trust issues." <laughs> that sounds hilarious. Um, Anthony, do you have a least favorite aspect of the game? I guess my biggest complaint would be probably like the the camera angles and the the mini map sometimes can get really confusing. I get like when the line is darker and not so solid 
it's lower level, higher level. I just mm. wish they would figure out a way to do that better because there's so many times we're like running around trying to figure out where to go. It's like, oh, we got to go down. Nope, we got to go up. No, we got to go down. Nope, we got to go. Oh, we can go this way. And it's just kind of confusing that way. And uh, the camera angles sometimes get wonky, especially with, uh, to bring it back to the attractions, the uh, Pegasus one that you get, I forget what it's called, the one that you get from Olympus, um, where you just like press X to throw lightning and you feel like you're controlling Pegasus, but you, it like goes like face first, like selfie camera-ish. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's happening? Am I, am I steering? I don't know where I'm going. And it's just kind of confusing that way. Um, As you progress, you kind of learn what to do and what not to do, but it's it's a little hard at first. That, you know, now that you mentioned camera angles, that kind of bothers me that anytime you hit triangle for second form, the camera automatically locks on in front of Sora. Mm-hmm. But, and then I have to readjust to what I was attacking. Yeah. So like, I, I don't know if there's a way that you could turn that off, but it just seems like, well, if it's, it's a small action, why do I need to see a big spectacle? Like I don't need a big big thing for just going into second form just let me hit triangle do a power up flare and then let me just continue <laughs> the best thing i could recommend for that uh what's what's worked for us anyways is uh locking on to a target like an enemy that has a lot mm-hmm. of health that's not going to get destroyed so when you come out of that form change you're locked onto that target again and that's mm-hmm. kind of what's worked for us so I have a minor complaint about the fighting system too. I th- I believe the um what would you call them finishers like all the the attraction stuff and and everything they 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 just spawn on way too fast. Like I, I feel like I hit an enemy twice and then it's like do a river run. I'm like there's not that many enemies for me to do river run. Mm-hmm. It kind of like gives the illusion that it's way too easy by giving us access to that way, way too fast. I don't know. It's very minor, though. Yeah, no, and I'll, I'll agree with you. In the earlier stages of the game, it's like, oh, there's it's always this. It's so easy. And it is very easy, but as you progress through, I just sound like such a like defend. Like, I, I swear to goodness I don't work for this game. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you get... When you get further along and there's harder enemies and you can stack like your attractions with your form change with your finishers uh it you can just like triangle 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 and like you have all these enemies and you can just take out hordes of them at a time i think it's just trying to condition you to get used to to doing those when you get when you get further on i think it'll make it'll make more sense i would suggest just stacking them and if you don't want to use it don't use it you don't have to it'll it'll go away in about 30 seconds yeah, I just I just stopped using them because I kind of wanted a challenge, and I even went to Corona first, which was two levels higher than than Toy Story, yeah. and I was I was just I beating felt, it without a problem. Yeah, I felt Corona was easier than Toy Story was in terms of combat. Uh, Monsters Inc. got pretty hard, and we're struggling a little bit now with uh, uh, Arendelle. It's like you get to the point to where you can stack those abilities and you can use them. And it's, it's getting to the point to where uh, we have uh, an ability now equipped to Sora where it automatically finishes. So you can pop an ability, use it up to its max, and before it runs out, it automatically just does the finisher, which is really cool too, because then you're just, you're just killing hordes of enemies. Uh, I feel like it's going to get a lot more difficult. I, f- I feel like it has gotten a lot more difficult. I think this is going to be like a 
see what it does within time type of thing. Oh, that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. I, I need I, to play more. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, especially with the Toy Story world. Uh, there's, I'm sure, Jordan, you recommend, you remember the, uh, like, the mechs. Yeah. You remember fighting those without being inside one? No, I tried, and then I just kind of get, no, you know what? There was there was a couple times I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go for it. It, it took a while. They're hard. Um, they gotta, they are. Gotta play strategic. Uh, and it's in uh God. So I don't like using the mechs because uh, I'm not a big first person shooter gamer. Um, and that's and that's the view you get. And yeah. I'm like, uh, you know, like I'll deal with it. Obviously, it's not the entirety of the game. If had it been the entirety of the game, then I probably wouldn't have interest in playing it but um uh yeah uh, so that would kind of bother me but that's that's a that's a jordan thing that's not <laughs> that's, that's not because it was bad it was just because i just don't prefer those types of games yeah um but yeah you know when you get in you have to i don't know it's a, almost a whole different new control scheme and you're using the trigger buttons to to shoot and fire your cannons and whatnot so it's a kind of messes with you well, and I, I was, you know, and yeah, it, and it's hard taking on three of those robot toys without being in a robot toy yourself, like trying to fight them by yourself. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, I'm, I just got shot twice and I'm about to die. I never had that moment in the Tangled universe. It was kind of like, oh, I got hit a couple times. I can run around. I can heal. But in Toy Story, it was like, oh, I got hit. I'm going to die. Like, yeah. I got to find a mech. <laughs> like I better run. Yeah. There was there was more times I ran away from a battle, I think, which is crazy because it's supposed to be the easier world. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So do you do you guys have a favorite Keyblade? I've already mentioned mine. Uh, I you know I like the traditional Keyblade. That's the one that I've been leveling up the most right now. Hmm. Um, just because I think it's uniquely Sora. You know, it was really cool on in the previous games that you've got. Uh, a keyblade that was themed to the world like nightmare before christmas keyblade or so on and so forth but um yeah i i don't know like anytime sora has a keyblade you know appear in his hand it's always that traditional first keyblade and i think that's the one that i i tend to gravitate towards the most yeah i'm a huge fan of the kingdom key as well especially for that reason. But I do like how in this game, whatever keyblade you have, I think they did this in the second one as well. Like when he pop, like brings it into fruition, it's the same key that you have keyblade you have equipped. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the monsters in keyblade. I like the way it looks. I love that, that world. Uh, I also love the form change form changes that it has. I know you guys aren't quite there yet. So I'm a little on my own on this one. But I believe when <laughs> you get there it's it's so much fun like in that's like dual yo-yo part is it's uh, it's so good it just feels good it's like a dual type of thing uh, it's in the the drill uh, i don't want to give it too much away so <laughs> no, that's fair monsters, we'll take your word for it <laughs> monsters, inc. monsters inc is my favorite one so far. all right do you have any more questions before i get to the last two that you guys want to a- ask yourselves I think I'm good. I mean, I guess other than will there ever be a Final Fantasy character in this game? <laughs> Only time oh, yeah. will tell. <laughs> Maybe we'll see Cloud again. 
Oh. I hope. Oh, <laughs> that's the post credit scene where like all of the Final <laughs> Fantasy characters are sleeping or oversleeping in bed because their alarm didn't go off to go to Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> the post credit scene. <laughs> oh my god, we're late. Everybody get up. The post credit scene's gonna be Cloud pulling out his his uh his buster sword and it's gonna be Final Fantasy Seven remake two thousand twenty six. Oh, I can't Don't wait do to do that to us again. Yeah. I I have a feeling that that's going to be a PS5 title and I'm angry. <laughs> let's let's not go down that rabbit hole. Like I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> and <laughs> I think it's going to fall into the Metroid 4 category and the uh Half-Life 3 category is just never going to happen. I'm sad. <laughs> So we we talked briefly on the lands, at least like the the Kingdom Hearts three lands, which because of me we didn't talk that much about the other ones. <laughs> Out of all the three Kingdom Hearts worlds, do you guys have a favorite one? Hmm. I do for sure, mostly because I got to fight. Uh, I got to fight alongside my longtime hero as a child, Jack Skellington. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a good Kingdom Hearts one. Uh, not only that, but like the the final boss fight against Oogie Boogie, where you're like on the roulette board, was just it was so much fun. It was challenging, and it was great. And I just I loved the Halloween Town world in Kingdom Hearts one. It's got to be my favorite. You know what? I might have to echo that. Um, <laughs> I, specifically Kingdom Hearts 1, though, because in Kingdom Hearts 2, you get more of the Christmas land yeah. areas. And those were fun, but those weren't as as uh, creepy as the Halloween Town portion. So I think I might be right there with you on that. Solely because of the Oogie Boogie fight. The Oogie Boogie fight was so good. I remember it's... that being, like, the toughest boss fight. Yeah. Besides... um. And whatever ones, and some level three, and some level three on Destiny Island can. I know this is a PC podcast, so he can. I like how you just censored yourself. (laughs) I got so frustrated with that. I I don't want to get into it because I'm going to bring something. (laughs) (laughs) So Oogie Boogie, Halloween Town, Kingdom Hearts One. I think my favorite world is the Little Mermaid, just because you turned into a mermaid. It was kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. Merman. Merman. I like how Donald was an octopus. Yeah. Confused <laughs> <laughs> a sea turtle. Yes. <laughs> it was just perfect. The best Disney character of all time. <laughs> the sea turtle. He's so goofy. God. That was a fun world, though. I also I struggle with underwater worlds, though, so that one kind of freaked me mm. out <laughs> at I first. Once once you got into it, it was okay. Give us your rating overall of of what you've played so far of Kingdom Hearts three. Oh man, um, so far I would give it give it a solid four out of five. It'll be a solid. Five out of five if I get some sort of Final Fantasy other than just statues of Cloud and Sephiroth, but four out of five for sure. I love it. I'm thinking that I'm giving it, like right now with what I've only played, I'm giving it 
probably like a 7.5 out of 10. Because um, I'm, I'm waiting for the story to unravel more. Because I'm waiting for that mind-blowing moment. Because all the ratings are like 9, 9.5, 10 out of 10, 13 out of 10. Uh, <laughs> so, I like, I'm like, out of 10. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm waiting for that one, like, that one moment of the game that just makes everything fall into place. And be like, oh, yes. So, uh, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm probably closer to an eight, actually, now that I think of it. Because yeah. I'm really enjoying it. So I'm going to go to the, the 1 through 10 scale, too. And um, I'm rating it low just because I'm starting out. It's a 6 for me right now because I'm getting frustrated with the cutscenes. <laughs> especially after Corona, where mm -hmm. I've seen the Tangled over 100 times. So I've seen that movie so many times, and then it replays it for me with just a little bit of Sora and Donald and Goofy on the side. I'm like, okay. No more cutscenes for now, <laughs> but I'm I'm happy that Toy Box went into a different direction. I'm getting happier. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm waiting for that that um, big climactic change in the middle of, or yeah in the middle of the game. That's when it usually happens. Uh, well, I'm gonna readjust mine since everyone went on a scale of ten. I didn't know that was the rule. No, no. I, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> offer it. So I probably go eight <laughs> out of ten as well. Um, okay. But I will say, Cassie, go, go play Toy Toy Box, and then do Monsters Inc. before you do Arendelle, because Arendelle suffers a lot of the same tropes as Tangled did. Mm, okay. But it's better. But do those first two first, and base your your opinion off of that. Okay. They're kind of a little different, and they're fun. Monsters Inc. especially actually was really fun. Okay, noted. <laughs> All right, so well, thank you so much, Jordan and Anthony, for joining me on Disflix. You both are welcome back anytime on the podcast in the future if you want. <laughs> yeah, good. I, I I would love to like have you guys on individually. Not that you didn't mesh well, but <laughs> I, I felt like I talked too much. No, you're fine. So maybe when finally we all beat the game you would come back and if our schedules don't um mesh up maybe you guys will do an audio clip for me to give us your final thoughts in the end oh yeah sure absolutely, absolutely. Well, good all right well thank you again thank you thank you for having us a final thank you to Anthony and Jordan for coming on and talking Kingdom Hearts with me. As I mentioned in the beginning, I will leave all the links on how to get a hold of them in the show notes so you can check up on all their projects and support them. Hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a little departure away from Disney movies, but this game does contain all the classic Disney movies in it, and it's quite a lot of fun to play. Hopefully the three of us talking about Kingdom Hearts may have piqued your interest and convinced you to play. If you are playing, let us know where you are at in the game, what you like or dislike about it. Or is there another Disney video game that you absolutely love or recommend? That will be the Disflix question of the week. So if you want to give your recommendation of another Disney video game, hash use the hashtag Disflix questions. I will post out the Disflix question later on on Twitter today. 
You know what time it is. It is Disney trivia time. It's the time where you get to be a part of the podcast and answer my riddles three. Or just one trivia question per episode. And if you get the right answer, you get a shout out. Woohoo! Last week I asked what is the lowest rated Disney animated film on Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't actually get an answer this week, but that's okay. It was kind of hard if you didn't know where you were looking or if you just took a wild guess. It is actually 2012's Planes. It got the lowest score at 25%. Oof. This week's question is a very easy one. Which two Disney characters accompany Sora in all the Kingdom Hearts video games? If you know the answer to the trivia question or have a question, correction, or comment, or if you want to be a guest on Once I Watched a Disney, you can contact me through Twitter at DisFlixTidbit. Remember, there's no S at the end of tidbit. Or email me at DisFlixTidbit at gmail.com. Disflix and Tidbits comes out weekly every Wednesday morning with a few bonus episodes of a movie review in between. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and basically any podcast app that you use. If you would like to support this podcast, please consider leaving me a review on iTunes. Any review will do, just so I know that you are listening and like it. You can also help me by retweeting the most recent episode on Twitter or DMing me feedback at Disflix Tidbit. Or finally, joining the new Facebook group, Disflix and Talk. All you have to do is answer a few standard questions just so I know that you're not working for Skynet. And don't forget, it all started with a mouse. <laughs>